streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. Just don't get it. I don't give a shit about you. I only care about what's in your fucking head. If you won't help us help yourself, we are forced to comply with the laws of nature. Survival of the fittest, Max. And we got the fucking gun. That's what I call survival of the fittest. If they've got the gun, they are the fittest. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Tony C. Welcome to the Groovathon. Beautiful day now. Woke up this morning. What did I see? Tornado warning. I thought I'd been. I thought I clicked my heels three times. Of course, I am live in the studio as always. Joined by Gramps Master Flash, the Master, the Master Los Georges. Buenos dias, Grandmaster Flash. Buenos. Gramps. Bonus. Gramps. Bonus dias. Gramps. Gramps. Master Flash. Our newly minted grandpa over here, getting stone cold with you. Hope everybody has having a good day. Hope you had a great Valentine's Day, a little bit of a holiday thing there. We are yeah. we are 24 hours delayed because I don't want to get in the way of the most American of holidays, National Mattress Day, Mattress right, Sale yeah. Day. Okay, that's what it was. That's why I said stay in bed and watch a lot of ads about beds. You know, that's what you ought to do. Of course, every group of time centers around what? Yeah. An attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in here and around the world, y'all. Um, lots of stuff to get to today. In the background right now, kicking, I kicked off the show a little bit from the movie Pie, um, which is the Darren Aronofsky movie. And in the background right now is a band called Funk. It was called Rock Candy Funk Party. And uh, Joe Bonamasso on guitar. Shout out to... Uh, a friend of mine, Ginger, who's on the Joe Bonamasso Blues Cruise right now in Alaska, I think. So, if you listen to me up there in the uh, in the northern the northern tier, the northern territories, all right, groove on, baby, a little Bonamasso. I've got actually a track from uh, this same show. This is from Live at the Iridium, and I've got a track from this picked out next week for the Drive Group. Absolutely, I've never been that big a Bonamasso fan. However. This stuff is great. He's got the, his funk swirl on, his groove swirl on, and he's good. You know, let's not kid ourselves. Boy, he's got chops. So we've got that coming up. I have got some terrific stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff to get to today. Um, Justice Scalia dying, the state of Kentucky prying, and Bill Maher still trying. Thank you. You wrote all that down, did you? I wrote. I, I got, <laughs> that's all I wrote. Right there. I've got it down. <clears throat> Came up with it. You know, it took me about five minutes to rhyme it all. Because I'm a poet and I know it. All of that, of course, is going to be surrounded. Well, what else do I have? I got Dennis Leary ranting. Okay. And me bitching and complaining and all of that, of course, is going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the earth. Yeah, I got everything from not a surf to black eyed peas to squeeze to the meters. I've got some shredding care of Brent Mason, Steve Stevens, and... Uh, who else? Frank Marino. Um, Going to have some shout-outs today. Hey, anybody in the New York, the tri-state area, this coming Thursday or the Thursdays this month, uh, Tammy Faye Starlight is doing her uh, Marianne Faithful cabaret. Now, last week, her special guest was Michael Musto, who, for me, for years living in New York, was a must-read as calm in the village voice. Hilarious. The time I saw the show, which was last October, she did it for a month, every Thursday, and it was Lenny Kay sitting in on guitar. This coming Thursday, Marshall Crenshaw, 
going to be sitting in on guitar. He did it last time as well, loved it so much, he's coming back again. With those those three people, if, if those are the three people that you've got showing up as guests, okay, to play with you at your live show, okay, you're doing something right. It's at Pangea, which is on 2nd Avenue, and I'm telling you, I don't understand. I guess because you have to pre-order tickets. That's why there's a line going back to, like, Union Square, okay? However... If you're in New York, you want to see this show. It's at Pangea. It's on 2nd Avenue. Tammy Faye Starlight does her Marianne Faithful Cabaret. So big shout out to Tammy Faye. I've seen a couple of her shows, and they are fantastic. We're going to get ready to do some groove here. It's just past 2 o'clock, and the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Uh, what else? Well, it's just past 9 o'clock on the Big Island. Shout out to the Kyle District. Just past 7 o'clock in Western Europe. And uh, I guess that's about it. You ready? Ready. Saddle up and stick around. We kick it off at the Sonics on the Groovaton on SoFloRadio.com.
When I'm out my cartoon, I'm ready to consume. Let's hit the saloon, cause it's a holiday. Get a little loopy off the ignorant fluid And act a little stupid just in case you didn't knew it That's just how we do it, don't ask why we do it That's just the way it be Loving double D's up at the AD When I'm partying Hollywood VIP I don't understand that's T.O.P. On a hot plate like that, y'all. We on a festive date. Make it go ape and raise your heart rate. We gon' stay out late. Party till the morning and wake up late. We do it till the daybreak. Go on and on and then on and on and. Dance to my rhyme. I can holler, I can polish death to your blind. Your mind, baby. Take you to the low for your behind, baby. Take a sip of moment just for time, baby. Cock me back and soak my nine, baby. We don't stop. Girl, we don't quit. No, nope. we don't quit. No, nope. we don't quit. Some fly mama, so pack your pajamas, but don't bring the drama. But you can bring your melody. I'll plug in my mic and sing my harmony. For how many times we gonna hit it? How many times we gonna split? How many times she gonna get it? Or else you are gonna wanna come sober. You're gonna have to wanna. Cause I'm the alligator champ, driving a train, driving a train. Or you can call your friend and I'll switch my lane and get buddy buddy with your friend Mary Jane. She really blows my brain. She really blows my brain. Folks, I think rock and roll's taking itself a little bit too seriously lately, okay? They're making two-hour movies based on bands. They made a two-hour movie about the doors. Do we need this? No, we don't. I could sum it up for you in five seconds. I'm drunk. I'm nobody. I'm drunk. I'm famous. I'm drunk. I'm dead, okay? There's the whole movie. Big, fat, dead guy in a bathtub. There's the title for you. Don Henley's gonna tell me how to feel about the environment. I don't think so, okay? I got two words for Don Henley. Joe Walsh, okay? Sting. He wants to save the seals. He wants to save the rainforest. How about saving your hair, okay, pal? R.E.M. Shiny, happy people. Hey, 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 hey. Pull that fuss. 
over to the side of the pretentiousness turnpike, okay, pal? I want everybody off the bus. I want the shiny people over here and the happy people over here, okay? I represent angry, gun-toting, meat-eating people, pal. I got two words from Michael Stipe. Steve Tyler, okay? I think Mama Cass said it best when she said...
Earth, Wind, and Fire right there. Getaway, one of my all-time favorites. A, uh, fortunately, Maurice White, who was the founder of Earth, Wind, and Fire, has basically been with the band 40-plus years. It's 45, 46, 47 years, something like that. He just passed away uh, maybe a week or two ago. And uh, later on, if we've got time, um, I've got a song uh, that I put in today's set from a band called the Salty Peppers. Salty Peppers. And that was his first band in 1969. It was a trio. And it's a really cool song. I kind of, you know, stumbled across it a while ago. I've had it. And I didn't realize that it was his band. I just liked the song. And so I finally did some homework on it because, you know, I do the homework so you don't have to. Okay, I do the research on this. That was his first band, the Salty Peppers. He was actually a studio musician for a while. He's uh, played drums, I think, on a lot of uh, on a bunch of songs. In any event, that was Eric Wind of Fire Getaway. Before that, Rolling Stones, Dancing with Mr. D from Goat's Head Soup, one of those albums that uh, is finally starting to get more recognition. Somebody posted, uh, a guy named Michael DeBar, after I picked out this song, a couple days later, I see this posting. He's talking about how that's kind of the start of their, their funk. You know, they started to get funky there. I've always loved that album. Dennis Leary telling you why uh, rock and roll is too, a little too full of itself. The Black Eyed Peas Labor Day. Our favorite. We love it. Yeah. We Frank. love it. Love Frank. We Yeah, we love it. We love Frank. Okay, we love Blue Velvet. Paps Blue. We love PBR. Yeah. Love we PBR. And, I and hate we hate Heineken. Heineken. <laughs> Heineken's for pussies. Oh. All right? For, that's a, there's a there's a great line in, uh, in, um, in Boiler Room where... They're in the bar. They're playing craps or something. Mm-hmm. And the guy bumps into another guy. And the guy's looking down. And he goes, hey, you know, don't don't stare at me. Just say, excuse me. And the, the other, the, the little kid, uh, Kane, uh, mm-hmm. okay, looks yeah, up yeah. at him and goes, hey, why don't you shut the fuck up and go back to drinking your Heineken before I stuff <laughs> you in a mayonnaise <laughs> <Right>. jar? <laughs> you know, he had him pegged. He didn't know he was drinking a Heineken. He took one look at him and figured, that's a Heineken drinker. Then he takes him outside, beats him to a pulp. Which is what you're supposed to do with all Heineken drinkers. I, I agree. All right. Kicking off the show. Yeah. Solid rock and roll. The Sonics doing Psycho from their first release here are the Sonics. So what went on? Well, Scalia croaked. Okay. Everybody's head went crazy when Beyonce did her halftime show. I'm going to say a quick yeah. thing about this. The line, the, the, the line I heard about Beyonce because immediately the memes <laughs> are all over the place. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's just get something straight. Okay. Because, you know, I think James Brown really had it best when he said, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. He's not saying, say it loud, fuck you, whitey. Yeah. Okay, there's a difference, and I think white people should just kind of step back and realize this. There's a difference between being proud of who you are and denigrating another group. Okay, whites seem to think that it's anti-white. It's not. It's pro-black. Okay, and I got no problem with that. I've got no problem with you being proud of who you are, of your heritage, and I've got friends out there that are always talking about, you know, they're the one ethnic group and this. Let me tell you something about about African Americans. They're the one ethnic group that didn't come here of their own volition. Everybody else emigrated here looking for a better life. They were brought here in order to ensure that all those other groups had a better life because they were the slaves of them. We made them an offer they couldn't refuse. Damn skippy, that's right. They literally built the wall on Wall Street, and then they were responsible for building all the stuff that made Wall Street rich. So before you start complaining about black pride, remember something. 
White pride, you don't even say, you don't have a problem with that, do you? Right. Got no problem with white right. pride? Right. Why is it a problem when some other ethnic group has pride in their heritage? Right. Okay? So get off her back. And by the way, there's another thing. There's like a petition going around because she's going to be playing at City Field in New York where they had, you know, all the cops and stuff after 9-11. Mm-hmm. So people were like, they should, they should ban her. No, yeah. they shouldn't. That's anti-American. What's you're going to tell me, yeah. you're going to tell another business who they can and cannot do business with in this country? Just don't go. By the way, since when are the cops like a, a cult or a religion that yeah. we can't uh, say anything about? Hey. Since, you know, I thought they were our employees and uh, we're allowed right. to air they our grievances. for me. We're allowed to air our grievances because nobody's perfect. Damn including them, and it's not like we don't love them and need them, but we get to... I'm a big pro-police yeah. guy. I think 90% of yeah. cops are good, honorable people who are out there to serve and protect, and there is evidence of that sure. constantly. But very much like the CIA or the FBI, we don't hear about the successes. We only hear about their failures, okay? And those failures are bad. I mean, when they do, when they fuck up, they fuck up big time. They kill sure. people. They kill people. And if if you're black and you have a particular beef with cops, a white person can't tell you about your experiences that shape that opinion. They cannot relate to what it feels like to walk around in a black skin and be treated differently. That's the Eddie Murphy thing. The Eddie Murphy thing from Saturday Night Live where he he dresses up as a white guy and he goes out and like he goes to buy the paper and they're like, oh, no, 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 it's free. Come on. Yeah, what right, right. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So stop freaking out about that. Come on. You know what? Pride in your heritage, pride in who you are is a good thing. Every time you try and stifle that, you're giving P- that whatever group that is another excuse to hate your guts. Sure. Okay, so, so stop it. You know? You got a problem with it? You got a problem with Beyonce? Boycott the show. Go out and pick at the show. Feel free to do that. But don't yeah. tell Fred Wilpon and, you know, they were like, well, your tax dollars, you know, my, that was somebody down here said, my tax dollars are what built that stadium. Really? Are you a New York City resident? No, then shut up. Because your tax dollars didn't do shit. They didn't get any federal funds. They got state funds. And by the way, the Wilpons are going to wind up paying for it all in the long run. And if they want to have Beyonce there to do a concert, then that is their right. This is America. They have the right to do it. And you should just shut up. Okay? It's not anti-white. It's pro-black. Learn the difference. Learn the difference. Okay? What else happened? Well, we're going to get to Scalia in a second. There was another thing I wanted to bring up. In Kansas, they, uh, Bevin, this jackwad of a, uh, of a governor, has, uh, put in a, uh, they just signed a law into place called, um, Informed consent. This is the, we don't want people to get abortions, so what we're going to do, scare the fucking piss out of them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Informed consent. Terrorism. Yes. And the thing I like the most, here we go. Informed consent opponents rally around Ask Bevan hashtag. And the best thing is, is that uh, shortly after, uh, there was a Louisville lawmaker who, let me see what she did here. She, um, she filed a bill requiring right after they did he sign this and basically what it says is that before you get an abortion you got to go and meet with your doctors you've got to see a video you've got to do all this stuff and so she filed a bill um i can't remember what her name is in here somewhere um mary lou marizian okay she filed a bill that basically requires men to pledge marital fidelity on a bible before getting erectile dysfunction drugs yeah okay sure i think that's great there's a whole list of things 
um, that she put in there. But I'm going to tell you something. I heard you also have to wear a red hat. A re- there's a whole bunch of stuff that you have to do. You have to pledge fidelity. Mm-hmm. You're, there's a whole bunch of really hilarious things. And she's right. Absolutely. She's absolutely right on this. Bevin is just another one of these jackwad governors, okay, who is kowtowing to the most extreme part of the Republican Party. The people who think religion trumps the Constitution. Right. There's nothing I hate more than constitutionalists who are also evangelicals. Uh, How can you be both? Of course not. How can you be both? Explain that to me like I'm a five-year-old because anybody older than that won't get what you're saying because it'll be too complex. All right, Scalia. There we go. First things first, he was a racist. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just get that part straight. The memes, some of them are hilarious. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, Justice uh, Clarence Thomas is now. What's Clarence Thomas going to do now that he doesn't know who to, who to tell him to? You know, there's yeah. nobody there to tell him how to vote. Right. But the other one that we like the most is apparently black presidents only get to serve three fifths of a term. That's right. Okay. And be lucky we gave you that, boy. <laughs> That's exactly it. That really is it. Be lucky we let you in there a second time. Well, we, we, you and I. Now we'll take care of all the. All this big thinking, all this stuff. complicated big thinking stuff, Supreme Court stuff. The Scalia stuff that they're playing, you know, and, and Fox News is is heralding this guy as, you know, a hero to the right. If you listen to when they um, got rid of the Voting Rights Act, they were talking, you know what the one that, that got me the most is when they were talking about um, Texas state colleges. And he was saying, you know, maybe they should go to a better, uh, a, a lesser college where they do better. So you don't want to challenge them. You don't want them to rise up. No. You'd like them to remain at a level. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's what he'd like. Yeah. I'm yep. pretty sure that's exactly what he'd like. I think you and I, you know, that I was on the phone with a friend of mine. Okay. When the thing came on the TV yeah. and I said, ah, Republicans, don't, well, they're not going to let him do it. And within an hour, McConnell came yeah. out with his statement. Okay. Yeah. I think we all know. That from a constitution, you know, all these strict constitutionalists, you know, and that's, you know, Scalia was a constitutionalist. The letter of the constitution was how he interpreted it. If you'd like to honor him, honor the constitution. Okay. When you, you know, we always say that elections have have, have, uh, have consequences. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is also true for Democrats. Now, the reason that Republicans are doing what they're doing now is because they know there's never going to there's going to be another Republican president for years and years. We're not going to have another Republican president in our lifetime. Okay, I don't care. Not to God's ears. Yeah, you know, from my lips to God's ears, and right to the voting booth. I don't care how many evangelists are, there are out there. The problem that we have as Democrats is that in off years, okay, we don't go to the polls, and now we wind up with a Senate. That because gerrymandering has a lot to do with the con- with mm-hmm. the House, but we we now don't have a Senate that is, you know, it's got that's Democratic. Even though there are more Democrats than Republicans, yeah. Okay, I don't want to hear any of this right right leaning country bullshit. They just happen to scream louder than we do. They, that's they, all they do. Listen, they own the media, so of course the media is going to say we have this right leaning country. And of course, you know, if three people get together, that's a rally. You know, that's oh a, yeah, that's, that's a, like a, they that's did a that Iran. That you know, was how Iran look, gets us to look. Do look at how they're ignoring Bernie, despite the, you know continuing to set all these records with the crowds and the donations and the contributions and everything. Is still ah, a long shot, Bernie. Yeah, long shot. He was a long shot when he was at nine percent. Now he's at like fifty yeah. percent. Not so. Now he's a real right. shot and. 
God bless you, man. I'm feeling absolutely. The burn. I'm yeah. feeling, and it ain't hemorrhoids. Yeah. I gave him money. Uh, yeah, that's the first time in my life I've, I've ever contributed. I've the second time in my life, I gave twenty five dollars. I've done yeah. it twice. I gave twenty five to Obama the first time that he ran. The second time, he didn't need my money. Well, God bless you. Okay, and I gave twenty five to Bernie because I like Bernie. Bernie's a good guy, and he's yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you something, Trump. Ironically, I'm just sticking this one in here. You know, Trump actually gets it right from time to time. He he's one of these guys that says stuff, uh, and right. by mistake, it happens to be right. Well, yeah, that, I do like that he doesn't care. <laughs> he's yeah, going to say he it. doesn't give a shit. You're talking about the Iraq comments? Uh, yeah, Iraq the Iraq comments are... Every, and the crowd booed him. Booed him. Because, oh, how dare you, you utter a fact at a Republican gathering? It's fan We hate fucking facts. I love it. I, I absolutely love the fact that he said, you know, and... Basically, I guess Republicans have never heard the expression closing the barn door after the horse is out because it's exactly yeah. what he did. He didn't keep us safe. What no. he did was keep us safe after the worst event in history. Uh, he Preventing that yeah. would have been keeping us safe. That, that would have been. taking, uh, Reading the reports and reading the warning the reports would, have, would have, have been keeping us safe. But attacking the enemy of the people that did attack us yes. is not and destabilizing the region yeah. and, and allowing for an, uh, a, a crazy Islamic upgrade into <laughs> ISIS <laughs> from it. the mustache Muslims to the bearded Muslims. Because that's the thing. problem with these people is they don't know they're Muslims. <laughs> the two camps that have been fighting each other for thousands of years, the mustaches versus the beards. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, it's, uh... Hussein, Hussein, mustache Muslim. Oh, okay. Okay, fighting against the Saudis, the sheet wearing. Oh, okay, but bearded then you got right. Those are the ones well, that attacked us. Syria is uh, Hassan Has- bearded, bearded. No, Muslims. he's no, he's, no, he's no. But I'm talking about so we attacked uh, Iraq, and then of course the the uh, the hostile bearded Muslims took the opportunity to move in and fill that vacuum, and that's why we have ice. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Thank you, Bush. Thanks, Thank Bush. you, Bush. Way to keep us safe. Right on, baby. That's it. Way to close the way to close the barn door after the horses after all the horses are out. They galloped right out and right down. Okay, to court to Cortland Street. Okay, it's just, you know, unbelievable. So, Scalia, you and I, I, I actually, yeah. I'm okay. I've suddenly decided that I'm okay with Republican senators completely blocking it. Because what we need to have happen is that somewhere in somewhere in December, look mm-hmm. at us smiling. We're loving <laughs> it. We are loving <laughs> We have already thought of our evil plan here. Yeah, well, so, I got it from somebody else already. Right, I, I've, been, I, I've been reading everything. The Daily Coast. The Huffington all right, so I Coast. But I think the, the best thing, because I haven't read any of that, but it occurred to me immediately, is that, great, don't let him nominate anybody. What's going to happen is he can he can put anybody in there during his... Recess, recess, right? A recess, recess appointment. appointment. Okay, and that is a spot that has to be. I seriously, I know, aren't you? I We're on camera, or I would be touching myself. I'm getting a warm, that's fuzzy it. feeling. That's seriously, right. it's a good thing the desk. This, this thing is over here because I'm sporting wood. I sport wood. Yeah. Thinking about that. And you know what? What are we gonna have him put in the the transgender? Right, a, a transgendered fag com- love and abortion. You know, right. communist. Oh, oh, that's right. A, a, a transgendered communist abortion doctor. That's it. That's what. That's we, what we need. That's what we're gonna put in there. Forget the Constitution. What do we yeah. care? Apparently, yeah. half those guys have. If they're an atheist or a Satanist, so much the better. So much the better. Scalia, see you, pal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you the Run other. Hell. I'm gonna tell you the, the. I'm surprised that I haven't heard the. Uh, Uber right wing blowhard commentators jumping on this one. You know, while Scalia was dying, what was Obama doing? Playing golf. He was on the golf course. Yeah. I bet you it took three strokes right off his game hearing that. Oh, well, well, He's know, been playing better ever since. He birdied the next hole, I guarantee you've it. You've been reading the, um, the, next hole. The, the murder conspiracy theorists are all oh, running the around Jones. right now. Yeah, Alex, I posted uh, that this morning. Uh, uh, right. How, 
mysterious he was a fat 79 year old man if you're fat and over 50 every day could be your last you wake up in the morning rolling dice yeah there's an expression from uh the guy who was the uh attorney general in new york he goes i've never killed anybody but i've smiled when i read a lot of abort uh obituaries uh, yeah <laughs> okay this is one of them we, we partied up. and you know what he's got a family and he served his country okay i want to hey hold on a second you know, Not in a good way. Yeah, but you know what? He did. He served his country. And for whatever reason, I'm not going to try and denigrate that part of him. My problem is with his, you know, with where he was he's, coming he's from. I, he, he's he was a douchebag. He was a racist. Sure. He's a freaking racist. Absolutely. Anything other than that is... is that ought to disqualify you for, for being a, a, a municipal court judge, never mind the Supreme Court. And I, I just, you know... I, I really I think Republicans are gonna are shooting themselves in the foot with this one. I think that by doing following through with their plan to just delay, 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 deny, 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 no, 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 no. I think they're ensuring that either Hillary or Bernie is in the White House. It's literally a guarantee that they're gonna be in there. Because this is what's going to get people riled up. How dare you say that we don't have the right to, you know that Obama doesn't yeah. have the right yeah. to at least based on what it's um, the, it's, yeah. not according to the Constitution, not according, according to, to history, not, 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 nothing. Right, nothing. Right, we just we don't like you, boy. We, We're we not going to let you pick yeah, a and, I mean, You know what? Here's the thing: it's not a black-white thing. I don't think it's a black-white thing. I think that at this point we become so partisan that it wouldn't. As long as there's a Democrat in there, they're going to say no. Yeah, that's oh. it. It wouldn't matter. Ted Cruz is already saying that. Uh, yeah. Obama nominating a if if they actually let Obama put somebody on the court, that's the end of the Second Amendment. That's like that's his first thing out of his mouth. That's the end of guns as we know it. No, it's not because no. if you think the Supreme Court's got more power than the NRA, you're right. wrong. No, you are wrong. Okay, Supreme Court's got the law on their side. Guess what? You know what the NRA's got? Money. Money. Money trumps law. Everybody knows that. I had a friend of mine. He's a, he's a lawyer now. He's a professor at NYU of law. He told me, uh, this is uh, years ago. He said, you know, let me tell you something. If you're arrested for anything other other than first-degree murder, so I can keep you out of prison for at least two years. <laughs> for at least two yeah. years. And the case that I think I saw this on, uh, I think, Rachel Maddow, she mentioned this because there's a bunch of cases that are up before mm. the Supreme Court. The one that kind of caught my eye the most is the McConnell case, the guy from Virginia mm-hmm. who was convicted of all these things and should be going to jail, but he has appealed his case and appealed his case, and the Supreme Court agreed to let him, to agreed to let that case go before the court. Mm-hmm. And his biggest advocate was who? Scalia. See ya, pal. Okay, get ready to do time like you should. Like you should. The guy should be right. in jail. He's a crook. Period. Although, right. he's not alone in that regard. He just happens to be one of the few politicians we've caught. Okay, but you break the law, you go to prison, especially when your job is to serve the public. Okay, those are the words. I think they're worse than drug dealers. They're worse than all these people, the gangbangers. It's the people that pretend they're on your side, but are really on their own side. They're on one side, and that's them. Them and them alone. So, screw Scalia. Seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. Rotten hell. Rotten hell, pal. Absolutely. You know, thanks for serving your country. Yeah. You know, I, I, I could have done without it. I could have done, done without, without it. the service there. But but thank you for serving. Look, you know what? <sighs> a lot of people serve this country and they have different opinions than me. 
But they served. They served. Right. I have friends of mine that have stood a post with a rifle. Okay, mm-hmm. I disagree with them vehemently. But they get a lot of leeway with me because I was too much of a pussy to do what they did. And what they did allows me to do what I'm doing now. Say anything I want. Right. Play anything I want. And so they get a lot of leeway from me. I got mm-hmm. friends of mine that were that are you know members of the armed forces. Okay, they are now retired, and some of them were high ranking. A friend of mine was a colonel. Okay, completely disagrees with me on political stuff. Or he gets a lot of leeway with me because he stood a post. I wasn't man enough to stand. I say it mm-hmm. right now. I wasn't. He had the balls. I did not. And I am grateful. I am grateful for that service. That having been said, he's wrong about everything, and so was Scalia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, he was right about that. He's wrong about everything else. So was Scalia. Right on. There you go, baby. Got more groove for you. Lots of groove. We got groove? We got, I groove. got groove. groove. You know what the first song I played today was? We Won't Groove by Rock Candy Funk Party. That's how you start a show. With a song called We Won't Groove. We're going to keep it going now. A little Sam and Dave redone by the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Wrap it up on the Groove of Don on SoFloRadio.com.
one word, drugs. I grew up in the 70s. We did a lot of drugs. I listened to a lot of bad music and wore a lot of stupid clothing like bell bottoms and platform shoes. So you want some advice? Here it is. These are your pants. These are your pants on drugs, okay? Five words, folks. KC and the Sunshine Band. Cocaine. There's a good idea. I want to do a drug that makes my penis small, makes my heart explode, makes my nose bleed, and sucks all my money out of the bank. Can I do that? Can I sit in a room and sweat for seven hours? I want to make this face all night. I want to talk to complete idiots about nothing for hours on end with no penis and a nosebleed. Is that possible? Where do I sign up for that? And when it comes to crack, I got a little piece of advice for you folks. Never do a drug named after a part of your own ass, okay? I think you hear me knocking, and I think I'm coming in. I'm already in. I'm wandering around the house, and you know what? I found your bell bottoms. <laughs> <laughs>
on a surf. Shout out to Ira Elliott, former drummer from the Fuzz Tones. He's up in Sarasota now. That is Deeper Well from their 1996 High Low, which gets me thinking about uh, Pig Face, a new high in low. So I may have to play some of that later. It just occurred to me before that. Thin Lizzy, the rocker from one of my favorite, just true, straight up rock and roll albums, Vagabonds of the Western World. They came out in uh, 73. That was like literally the year I moved to Ireland. That album came out and just great stuff. I was going to play Cowboy Song, but the rocker is, that's it. That's the rocker. For that Dennis Leary with drugs, Bobby Bird doing Hot Pants, which is uh, obviously a James Brown song. Um, this guy, you know, Bob. people don't realize that if it weren't for Bobby Bird, there would be no James Brown. He literally discovered him when, he was in, when James Brown was in jail. Bobby Bird basically played I th- something like the story goes like he played at the jail, okay, and that's how he discovered James Brown when he was a kid. Also, in 1970, James Brown's band quit. They quit. They literally like before the show they just said "fuck you" because wow. James Brown's okay. James Brown was not the easiest guy to get along with. On the he other did. hand, there's James Brown and there's everybody else, right? right. Okay, right. and so what Bobby Bird did is in 1970, and you know what? He gets my praise. For this alone, forget about the fact that he discovered James Brown, which is a tough thing to forget about. Okay, when the band quit, he literally hired Bootsy Collins and uh, his band with Catfish, his brother. Okay, hired the entire band, that whole band. They were in Cincinnati. That's where they're from. Hired them on the spot. Went, listened to them. No rehearsal. Wow. No rehearsal. Okay. Okay. And they went and played with him. And somebody was saying, like, for the first two weeks, they sounded like crap. But guess what? They then went into the studio, and you know what they recorded? Hot. They rec- they recorded, like, all kind. They recorded so much great stuff right after that. They went in the studio, and it's Bootsy Collins, who was, like, 17 or 18. Now, Bootsy is... He's up. He's, he's one of these guys. You put him on that shelf with the Johnny Walker Blue up there. Right. Because he's Bootsy Collins, and everybody else ain't. Okay? He's now... It's quite possible that he is now officially... The funkiest man on the planet. Right. You've got somebody else. Who's I'm left? Going, I, yeah, I don't think you may have. You may have a different choice, but you can't complain and say you can't say I'm wrong about that. No, no. Him, you can't, can't say you're that. wrong about that. He's he's who's funkier? Who is funkier? Who's funkier? I can't think of anybody. Nope. You know, kicking off the fabulous Thunderbirds doing wrap it up. That's of course the Sam and Dave song it's from uh, Tough Enough back in the '80s. They put that out. Stumped my man over here because the yeah. writer of that song. Isaac Hayes. Actually, yeah. you know what? He was the, you know what? He co-wrote the song. He had a okay. writing partner, um, uh, Potter, Porter, somebody like that. He, had, he wrote a lot of songs with a partner back then. That's one of them. He wrote a whole bunch of stuff. So wrap it up. Great tune. Sam and Dave version, that's fantastic as well. But I love the Fabulous Thunderbirds. That's one of my, that's one of those albums I really like. I actually saw them open for Stevie Ray Vaughan in Minnesota. At Taste of Minnesota. So that was pretty cool little show right mm-hmm. there. He hit the guitar swirl on with a little Jimmy Vaughn. Um, okay. Bill Maher. Here we go. You know, every once in a while, Bill Maher goes off on pot. And, you know, he's a big pot advocate. And that's cool. Um, this week, he uh, made his pitch, I guess, as it were, um, for... And uh, the, the quote was, he. one of the things he said, and I've got a lot of it written down here, he goes, stop treating it like you could never lose it. Progress doesn't automatically snowball. Think of other rights that we never thought would be rolled back. Um, look at what happened to abortion. 
um, pot shops. There used to be 700 uh, dispensaries in L.A. Now there's only 200. Um, they still can't get banking services. Um, and he said, there isn't a major politician who will simply say, quote, legalize it nationally, period. Um, he also said, it's a fantastic habit. Okay, a fantastic habit, unless like anything else, you overdo it. Um, and it's way different than cigarettes, mainly because it's not linked to uh, lung cancer. Bullshit, it is linked to lung cancer. If you smoke, okay, something like that, there are carcinogens in it, period, end of discussion. If you smoke a lot of it, you'll get lung cancer. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm telling you, okay. Okay, talk to any Long. oncologist, any, you know, lung doctor, any it, doctor. It stands to reason, yes. but there just hasn't been a documented case. Well, that's, you know, and I think that's part of the problem. Is it, science. You know, it's like guns. <laughs> Right. Nobody wants to do the study because they realize but, that it's going to come out against something they might but they, believe But in. they have. They've done lots of studies. And, and studies by groups trying to find something. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, anti-drug yeah, people, yes, right. marijuana anti-people that were just desperate to find something incriminating. And from the ancient Egyptians up to modern times, they it hasn't been linked to a single death. But certainly, see, my th- you say cancer, I say emphysema. You, emphysema. When you smoke... Emph- if you, you smoke the gum, it's gunk. The gunk is going into your lungs. How can you ignore the so gunk? You see it in the bong water. You see it at the end of the roach. For crying out loud, it's, it's, it's going to be in your lungs. How, how are you not gumming up your lungs? Right. It's, it can't. That's. Okay. And there's a bunch of other stuff that he said. Yeah. Pot is not like gay marriage because no one stands to lose money if the law changed. Um, all of this stuff. Basically, the point that I'm bringing up here is because back in November, you and I had this conversation on this show. I brought it up because Bernie Sanders is mm-hmm. a politician who said, let's legalize pot. Except yep. he did Nationally. Yeah. yeah, except he wanted to decriminalize it. And I said back then, as I'm saying now, don't legalize pot. What you want to do is take it from a Schedule 1 down to a Schedule 3 so that the, the federal penalties on it okay, are lessened to the point where they're almost insignificant. That's the key. And he also said states' rights, he said, you can't leave it up to the states because state rights basically are code for taking away rights. Well, in this case, not U- so Usually. Usually, yes. Yeah. You called me. I listened, re-listened to the show. You said, so, I can put you down as an advocate for states' rights. I said, on this issue, yes. Yeah. Here's the thing. Pot's been illegal for a very long time. And the history of drugs and substances in this country is terrible. Okay. You know, it's not as bad as alcohol. That's right. You know what? Getting stabbed in the arm isn't as bad as being shot in the face. But it ain't good. Okay, just because something's not as bad as something else doesn't mean it's good. How's our history? You know, we want to keep it legalizing. Here are all the arguments. All the arguments for legalizing pot. It'll take it out of the hands of kids. No one. How's that working now with cigarettes and booze? Sure. Okay, that's, forget that. That's, It'll get that, rid of the car- even, That's irrelevant. The, one I, liked, the yeah. one I really like the most is that it'll eliminate the cartels. Get seriously. I said this before. I'm going to say it again. Go to bed and wake up again in the real world where these guys are just going to say, great, we'll just get rid of 50% of our profits because that's what they make. 50% Mm -hmm. of the Mexican cartel profits are made off of pot. And the thing is this. Nobody, nobody, and I mean nobody, is in a better position to hit the ground running on day one Mm -hmm. than the cartels. They've got the two things that matter. Okay? Money. Right. Out the yin-yang and the expertise, okay, that they have gotten from years and years and years of being of growing pot on an industrial scale. There are entire sections of, of Mexico that are literally pocket. They're the pot-growing yeah. region. They are lawless. 
mm-hmm. was. And, you know, I remember years and years ago, Mexican weed was ditch weed. It was yeah. ditch weed. Yeah. We used to call it, it was, was brickback. Sure. Right. You could get it for $400 a pound. It was brick pack. It was all really hard. It was bad. It had seeds and stems. They're getting better at it. Yeah. They're getting better at growing weed. Okay? And the thing, you know, it, it, it will stop the import of it. Sure. Because they won't have to. Why import something when you can go in here, pay off anybody you want, because money's no object to these guys. It's not like they're running out of it. They're not running out of money. They've got more money than anybody. Okay? All they're going to do is figure out a way to do it legally here on an industrial scale. They and and bonus, you know, bonus package for them. Bad for us. Not only will they do it, okay? The profits are all going to go where? That's right. There. Back to the cartel. How, and but that that depends on how they do it because you know, and especially when it was on the ballot, uh, a lot of people did a lot of research, and I was one of them. And you can't sell whatever you want at a dispensary. It has to come. Oh, from it has the, to come from the from, state. Eighty-five right, percent right. of everything grown so, uh, sold. In so the legal weed isn't going to be shipped yeah. over from Mexico. Yeah, it, but it's not, they, they the track thing. When everything from legal, seed to sale. Yeah, but it's all that's now. Cat- that's right. now. What happens when the federal government, you know, if the federal government literally steps out of the way, steps out of the way well, and says, okay, here's the other thing. Th- they can make interstate, interstate legal, but they're, that doesn't, but, but that's, that's coming from another country, like yeah. Mexico. Oh, no, no, no. I'm yeah. saying they're going to come here and do it and send the profits okay. back. Well, yeah. The profits are all going to go back. They'll come the, right here. They're not, not going to import the weed. I, I really, I import I really it when you can just like buy the land idea, here and grow it. I really like the idea of Mexican companies, the cartels, coming to America and uh, and setting up business. I know, but that's and exactly what's going to happen. It has to be cataloged. It Garrett, has to be taxed. Whatever the source, they'll, the car, they'll have to pay taxes. Sure. You know what? This Col- is the other thing. Colorado's I, I wrote down tons of notes profit. that I had said here. And the, the other argument that, uh, that Bill Maher stole from me. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, what I said back in November, I said, look, and none of this matters because it's never going to be made legal for one very basic reason. Okay. The government doesn't want it to be made legal. Right. You don't make money by winning the war on drugs. You make money by fighting sure. the war on drugs. Way it's too a- many agencies. You were just looking them up. Way too many agencies oh, God. that are They folded one agency the into another agency, into an, the National Office of, of Origami Control, the Office of Alcohol and Drug Administration, the National Institute of Health. They keep creating more agencies for this. And now, of course, we've got the biggest boondoggle of all, the DEA. Yeah. Okay. You think... I, I agree. Get rid of the DEA. Don't make yeah. the pot legal. Don't make it legal. Just get rid of the fucking DEA. You don't need them. They, $40 billion a year. They are addicted to drugs more than anyone Anybody. or any, anything. They're absolutely. They, they, and yeah. here's the other thing. You're going to get rid of... You know, if you want to make it legal... Okay, here's what happens. Now you don't have the DEA anymore dealing with pot. You know what? Now what you've got is the IRS. Yeah. Okay, right. all you are doing by legalizing pot is handing, is basically allowing an entire new group of cartels into the business. The alcohol cartel, the tobacco cartel, mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical cartel. Okay? Well, hopefully those are nice American companies. They are nice American companies. And you know what? Every time America... Let's the big corporations produce and sell a product that is pleasurable mm-hmm. to Americans, either mentally or physically. And I'll give you the perfect example. Sugar. Sure. Okay. We basically, we're, we've been hands off on that because, you know, it's not, you know, just like Bill Maher said, you know, it's like anything else. If you do it too much, it's bad. Okay. Except when... When when American corporations are allowed to do stuff, they're going to let you do too much without you knowing it. Mm-hmm. That's the key.
And that's how we wound up with what I call the diabetes industrial complex. We now have a diabetes industrial complex. Sure. Okay, I love McDonald's fries. Love them. They oh, yeah. are they're fucking great. Sure. Even my mom is Correct. like, yeah, you know what? There's something about them. We want to know yeah, what know. it is? Uh, yeah. Sugar. Of course. They put sugar in everything. They put sugar in their ketchup. Everything. 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 Everything's got sugar sure. in it. We've allowed them to do this. Alcohol. You know, he also said, I don't know of another drug. He said the, the problem is he was pointing out. I, of course, mentioned that what we need to do is give judges actual leeway. One of the problems that we face, I brought this up in November, is things like the Rockefeller laws, where mandatory sentences have been put in place, okay, because the DEA wants their money, so do police, so do prisons, okay? Mm-hmm. This is how the, the private prison industrial complex, all of, all of this falls under the narco industrial complex umbrella, okay? Without narco dollars, our economy would grind to a halt. Everything else is done in credit. Narcotics are the only thing that's still cash. It's the only cash business left anymore. The great line, you know, and... Banks. Well, prostitution. Prostit- you know what? You can go to fucking Bunny Ranch to use your credit That's card, true. pal. Okay? Oh, you can buy drugs with credit cards. Really? <laughs> sure. PayPal. Well, hey, I'm Bitcoins. not aware. I've not. I'm not. I've never yeah. been aware of that. I'm certainly not aware of it now. But no, no, no. <laughs> banks are in business with the cartels. I said this in November, too. Oh, yeah. If you'd like to get rid of cartels, don't go after the drugs. Go after the banks that launder mm-hmm. their money. Sure. Without banks, they're going to have to keep all their billions of dollars in a bunker. And the great line from... Uh, I said this before, it's the great line from um, Cocaine Cowboys is when Mickey Monday goes, yeah, we, we bought a Cessna Conquest for $980,000 in cash. Yeah. He's like, yeah, try doing that today. You can't. Mm-mm. You can't do it. Without banks, cartels basically sure. revert back to street corner dealers. Like, that's mm-hmm. what happens. The cartels are gone without banks. What are they going to do? Where are you going to keep your money? Are you keep it mm-hmm. in cash? They've right. got to do something with it. That means they're in bed with banks. Okay? So let's, you know, and banking is a problem for pot businesses. I've got an idea. How about the federal government? Okay? Says we're not going, any bank that wants to open and operate solely, solely in a state mm-hmm. where it's legal to, to, where pot is legal, mm-hmm. can do banking for pot. We will stay hands off on that. But right. you cannot bank interstate. Interstate. You can only bank in that state. Okay. That's one of the rules. We're going to have to lay it down because other, you can't go into other places because then that's laundering money. Then they're going to be taken. Okay. And it'll be monitored. But every time you legalize something, okay, if you think you're getting the government out of the way, you're not. You're just adding the government and a whole bunch of their corporations that actually own the government in the first place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who do you think owns these people? I've, I'm shocked that pot hasn't become legal yet because I always figured corporations would pressure them into it. But the right wing has basically said, no, 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 no. They're basically the uh, anti-saloon league sure. of the, of the oh, 21st yeah. century. The uh, Women's the, Temperance uh, The Women's league. Temperance Society. Yeah. That's it. The Women's Christian Temperance Society. Mm. Okay, which formed, they were the first one, and then they became the anti-saloon league. That's, you know, <laughs> okay, prohibition, you know, that's, um, that's where you get the term teetotaler from. Uh-huh, okay, sure. temperance. Um, we need temperance with a capital T. A yeah. total T. Total, total temperance total with a capital T. T. Yeah. T. That's where they get uh, teetotaler from. Yeah. Totally. Totally, dude. Totally. So, you know, if you want, you know, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. It all sounds great when you draw it up in the classroom. I'm an economics professor. My freshman year at college, taking Macro 101. 
Reagan comes on and gives his speech, and he says, by doing blah, 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 okay, we are going to lower inflation and lower the interest rate and lower the prime interest rate at the same time. Mm. Okay, now, we have just learned that those two things operate differently. Conversely, we get in class the next day, and somebody somebody raises their hand. And the guy who, who was teaching the class was from the Middle East. This very did. I'll never. This is one of those things that I will never forget because it's one of the great lines I've ever heard. The kid has to kid raises his hand. It's like you know, hundred people mm-hmm. in a class. He's you know doing it in a microphone and stuff like that. And the guy asks the question. He goes, "You know, Reagan uh, during his State of the Union speech last night said this, this, and this, and that said it would lower inflation and lower the prime rate simultaneously." Uh, we just were reading in the uh, the Heilbron. I think it was Heilbroner who wrote the text at the time. He wrote like the the basic macro one hundred and one text that was used. A guy named Robert L. Uh, Heilbroner, not mm-hmm. Robert Heinlein, but Heilbroner. And so he goes, "How is this possible?" And the professor leans into his microphone and goes, uh, "Because President Reagan is a fool." <laughs> that was it. That's his whole answer right there. Uh, because President Reagan is a fool. Great. That was it. He nailed it. Nailed mm-hmm. it. Nailed it. Okay. It sounds great when you're drawing up. You want pot legalized? Doesn't it sound mm-hmm. great? It sounds, it sounds great. It sounds like freedom, like, you know? Sign me up. But yeah. every time Bill Maher goes on, he makes the mistake of comparing it to other social issues. He said, liberals, where is it? There's a great quote in here. Um, uh, pot is not like gay marriage. Liberals have never accepted states' rights as an excuse for denying blacks a good education or the right to vote or uh, outlawing gay marriage or outlawing abortion. Why pot? Well, I'll give you a couple of reasons. Okay. When somebody gets married, it's not a danger to the next guy on the road. Okay. Okay. Smoking sure. pot, okay, hinders your decision making. Sure. If you smoke pot and drive in a car, you can affect me. Sure. Every time one of these fucking libertarians talks about how they have the right to do anything as long as it's on their own property, fine. As long as you never actually leave the property. Right. That's fine. No problem there. If you're mm-hmm. self-contained... Great. I don't ever want to fucking see you. I don't want to see you. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to smoke pot and go out on the road, mm-hmm. then you are affecting my life. Sure. You can affect my life. Gay marriage doesn't do that. Abortion doesn't do that. Education doesn't do that. Voting doesn't do that. Voting doesn't have a chance of no. wiping, sliding into a family of five on I-95. What if a uh, lady's getting an abortion while driving? Yeah. Yeah, see. That's they they come up with all the cookie stuff. He's wrong about that. He keeps comparing it to social issues. Because you got the abortion van right now, you know. I've always wanted to drive through Kansas with like a big van that says I heart abortion. Oh, just to see what happens. Man. Like right through Topeka. Or just to do 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 because you know, they have the, the mechanic. You know, a friend of mine, Brian, like the the mobile mechanic. Oh really? Mobile everything else. Mobile dog grooming. <laughs> mobile abortions. Drive through Mobile Kansas abortions. With abortion with on that the van. Yeah. We come to you. We come to you. Right. Just have stirrups. We'll travel. Yeah, we have stirrups. We'll travel. <laughs> you know, I can't think of another drug that's legal in one state and illegal in another. Okay. He goes, okay. First things first. He goes, that's, you know, he's talking about how that's not true. Well, guess what? Do you or know that in Lynchburg, alcohol. Tennessee, thank you, you can't buy Jack. It's yeah. a dry county. And what he seems to have forgotten is that in 1933, when Prohibition mm-hmm. was, out, was, was taken off the books, okay, it wasn't. All 48, there were 48 states at the time. They didn't all oh. come around. Mm-hmm. It, t- it took 20 years. 20 years. more. I think it wasn't until the 60s that every state said yes and allowed their counties to do it on an individual basis. Why? Voters. 
They voted for that. This isn't about freedom. This is about the right to do an adult activity which can have deleterious effects on your neighbor should you overdo it. And we can't, you know, he says, you know, it's like anything else. It's bad if you overdo it. Guess what? Some people are. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are going to overdo it. They're going to overdo it. Okay? I'm for the right to smoke pot as an adult. I think you should be allowed to. Mm -hmm. I really do. But there, you know, when you make it legal, Mm -hmm. you start adding in, when you completely make it legal, all of the things that they say are going to be the positive outcomes, it's all bullshit. It's complete bullshit. It's not going to stop kids. It's not going to stop the cartels. It's not going to stop a government boondoggle. And it's not going to cut down on anything. It's not going to do any of that. All it's going to do is put money in the pockets of all the wrong people. More and more of them. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd rather have the Mexican cartels, okay, Mm -hmm. than American big business. Because at least the Mexican cartels, okay, are overt. Big business, covert in their in their deceitfulness they are completely covert they they are really they're willing mm-hmm. yeah. to sell you a, a bag of shells and tell you that those shells are good for you right they do that over and over again and every time we allow them to get into something like this a pleasure activity okay right. they push it on us and they push it on kids sure okay you t- you know and as of now you know the pharmaceutical and alcohol industries are probably against it. Why? Because yes. they have spent yes, a great are. deal of money. The uh, dare, dare to dare to be. Who do you think funds They're that? Against, yeah, alcohol, uh, alcohol, and and, and, and the pharmaceutical and pharmaceuticals industry. because they want you to be able to discern between a legal mm. drug and an illegal drug. Let the states do it one by one. Okay, he said it's you know they're going to be taking it away. It's all going to go away. Okay, it was never. They're not taking away rights. They're giving you rights you never had. And they're doing it state by state. Okay? Let them do it. This is the way you do it. Put it to a vote. Put it to a vote on a state by state basis. Because the minute you make it legal, you know, as much as I hate the DEA, okay, the the, the herd of government agencies, mm-hmm. okay, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, they'll get into it. IRS, they're oh, into yeah. it. Yeah. And National Institute of Health, they're going to be into it. They're all going to be into it. Okay, if you think $40 billion a year... Okay, he's going down to crap, and now make it legal. See how much goes down there. Oh, side note, you know what's going to happen? Like anything else in an industry with this kind of profits, remember, pot, America's number one cash crop. There's more pure profit in pot in America than wheat and corn combined. Great. Combined. Great. Okay, that more money there. These guys are drooling for this. And the minute they get their hands on it, what will happen is a massive consolidation of the industry, which will wipe out. The single-family farmer. Wipe them out. Completely wipe them out. There will be no more individual farms. Why? Because if these guys can grow on an industrial scale, they're sure. going to be like Saudi will. Arabia. They can they can just produce more and more and more and more and drop the por- price to the point where it's no longer profitable for mom and pa kettle who originally had 100, 100 acres of soybeans but now switched to one acre of pot realizing they make five times as much money. Okay? Make it legal. We will become a nation of pot growers for right. about two years until the corporations wipe them all out. Then what are we going to do? Okay. Oh, no. Hopefully Bernie will protect us from them. You know, Bill. A progressive tax I'm, rate. I'm on your side theoretically, but in practice, it doesn't work. And it won't work. Okay? It just won't work. Bring it down to a Schedule 2 or Schedule 3 where it belongs. Okay? You know that when they originally came out with the scheduling, when uh, this is during the Nixon mm-hmm. administration, 
Okay, the people Nixon hired people and good people to like do a study to determine what should be at what schedule, and they determined that pot should not be schedule one; it should be schedule three. Okay, Nixon told him to go screw themselves. It's the only thing right. he denied. He said, "No, I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening to you." He just said, to yeah. "Shoot it, shoot it off to the side." Yeah, you know yeah. the laws about pot in this country. The laws about all these drugs. Okay, it all stems from racism originally. Sure. Okay, pot, Mexicans, I saw opium, Chinese. Yep. Okay, on and on and on. No, the, the, the Negro uses marijuana to get your daughter into bed. I yeah. saw that no, video. That was the cocaine. That was the yeah, cocaine. The co- cocaine was black. Yeah, that's it. The opium was Chinese. Right. You know, it's always the black. It's always, you know, our history in this country of legalizing stuff and make, making stuff legal and making stuff illegal is a travesty. We, we do it for all the wrong reasons. Nobody ever wants to look at the big picture mm-hmm. results of something like this. If you think you're going to keep out of your hands of kids, you're out of your fucking mind. You're not doing it now. You won't do it then. Pot is the most widely used drug in the world. Mm -hmm. You can't stop it. All you can do is come up, and he did get this part right. He goes, you know what? What we need is common sense legislation. I agree. Common sense legislation. It is not common sense to make it nationally, to to make it legal nationally. That is not common sense. Because all the things you think, all the, all the, the arguments for why it's good are fault. They're fallacies. It's a dream. It's a pipe dream. It is a complete and utter right. pipe dream. Okay? None of it's going to work. We'll see. Bill? I think it's going to happen one day, but... You know what? Thing. Not in our lifetime, because there's too much money in it. That's why you can't compare it to social issues, because these other social issues don't have, you know, $20 billion. You know, the, the, the DEA spends $40 billion, but the amount of money off the pot's only 20 I guess the amount of money off the other shit, you know, they, we fight both sides of this war. We always have. Oh, yeah. Stop spending the money to fight pot. Yeah. Fight coke. Fight heroin. You know what? How's it working out now that we've got the legal pharmaceuticals? What's the number one overdose killer in America now? Sure. Oxy. Mm-hmm. Oxycontin. Cotton. Okay, Oxycontin. Those guys are the biggest Ugh. drug dealers in America. Sure they are. AstraZeneca <clears throat> and, and, you know, these yeah. guys and Merck Pharmaceuticals. They're the drug dealers. They're the cartels, right? And at the moment, they're quite happy not having pot legal. But once it is, they're off to the races, baby. Mm-hmm. They are off to the races. We we looked at this before. I, I was telling you I worked for um, Mazina Brown. We used to they did the advertising for Camel. These guys mm-hmm. have an advertising campaign ready to go for pot. They're ready to go. It's been ready for years. Ready for years. Ready to go. Yep. Ready to go. You can Google it. You can look at all the yeah. It's all there. All the packaging. Google it up. All right. Enough about pot. I just, you know, Bill, if you're going to listen to my show, and apparently you are because you stole, I, I, you know, I listen to my show from November and then listen to him on Friday. And basically he repeated a whole bunch of stuff I said, including using the argument about Kansas, all right, which is, you know, Jesus, what a dipstick state that is, man. These people, I, Brownback, Brownback is just, somebody needs to smack him around a little bit. We got more groove flow for you. You know what? And keep the groove going. What do I got coming up next? The meters? Yep, yeah, yeah. you do. Now that's groovy stuff. Picking it up right here on the Groove It Down on SoFloRadio.com.
I'm the enemy. Because I like to think. I like to read. I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy that just sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke a Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I've seen the future. You know what it is? It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around in his beige pajamas drinking a banana broccoli shake singing, I'm an Oscar Mayer wing.
from the Wasp Men, straight out of Kansas City. Hey, brand new CD coming out from them. It's going to be, it's called Swarm Warning, and that is coming out March the 18th. It's going to be available originally on their website. Eventually, everybody else is going to start carrying it. You want to go to the waspmen.com, also their Facebook site. Look them up. Rock and roll, baby. I just got the, uh, the original master of it. They sent it to me before the release. Of course, I'm lucky enough to have Alain Portnoy's, uh, guitar player now what a great solo man that boy just i keep i was telling you i keep forgetting how good he is and then i listen to stuff and i'm like god damn that's rock and roll before that what did i play before that baby and i knew you'd love that we had it's great stuff we had a we had a conversation about this um that is uh what was that uh cutting and scratching from i'm about to break she's out of orlando you got a bunch of stuff out get your back beat your your break beat swirl on there on the groove it done Dennis Leary talking about freedom. Squeeze up the junction from Cool for Cats. We forget about how great they were. You know, different than Tilbrook. We were talking about this. They were, they were, people were calling them the next Lennon and McCartney. Yeah. That's what they were saying about the guys. I remember when they said that about the guys from Eben Ozen as well. Oh, please. And then <laughs> o- Oasis was the new Beatles. That was, you know, everybody's yeah, the new nah. Beatles. Everybody's the new Beatles. How about the old Beatles? Kicking it off. Funk personified. Okay, The Meters, doing No More Okie Doke from New Directions, 1977. I was listening to uh, their album from 74, now I can't remember the name of it, but just all that stuff that The Meters did in the, in the mid-70s, mid just fantastic. Every tune, 
a winner. Every tune. Hey, time to take care of the people to take care of me. You know what I'm talking about. Precision Auto Works. And currently in Pompano, you know, it's it's been less than a year mm-hmm. that I've been here. And he's been open about a year. He's doing so well, his shop's not big enough anymore. He's moving to a bigger shop. Moving to a bigger shop. Moving on Okay, up. he's moving on up. Okay, and I sent a note to him. He's been very busy. I had to have the air conditioning put in there. All right. 954-247-9362. It is absolutely Groovathon approved. It is the place. I guarantee you this. Now, it's the place where people who love their cars take their cars, and a lot of people seem to love their cars, and they're taking them to my man Dave Carey, the entire SAE certified crew there. Bumper to bumper, like I've always said. If you've got a car, if you've got an internal combustion engine produced after 1900, Dave is your man. Can't find a part? No problem. He'll freaking tool and die it for you. Man's a tool. He's, he's MacGyver. He's MacGyver. He's freaking MacGyver. That's what he is. Give him a roll of tinfoil. He'll make you a car. Unbelievable stuff. You know what that means. Time for the drive. Groove of the day. I've got some shredding for you here, baby. I'm not even going to bother talking anymore. Let the shredding speak for itself. It's the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com.
know, getting it done right here. Did Queen Juggernaut 1982. I was just telling uh, my man. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name over here? My man, Los Judges. I went to the first two concerts ever at uh, Giant Stadium. The first one was Beach Boys, Pablo Cruz, and Steve Miller. The second concert there was uh, right before my birthday in 78. It was um, Ted Nugent. Tom Marino, Aerosmith, and Journey. So that's an axe fest right there. Neil Schoen, Joe Perry, Ted Nugent, Tom Marino. Those boys just get it done. Of course, uh, he's a Canadian, so, but we like him anyway. Is it uh, Mahogany Rush? They were from Canada, I think. So that was his second solo album there. He used his brother on bass there. Before that, picking, baby, picking. That is Brent Mason and Vince Gill. The song is called Don't Try This at Home. It's from a 1999 TV special that was done for the Nashville Network. And basically, it was a special on a group of guys called The Players. And what they are is they are the modern-day Nashville equivalent of the Wrecking Crew. When you want a band that's going to get everything done, okay, this the band in Nashville they go to. Kicking it off, Steve Stevens, Day of the Eagle. That's from Memory Crash. He actually plays the guitar and bass on that. We keep the groove going, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Keeping it going. Got a couple more tracks for you kicking off. Quantum on the Grooveathon on SoFlow.com. <laughs> Say, help me, it's going around And I flip on and say, that's not right Now I see my shit's not tight 
lot, lot. That is a band called the Salty Peppers, and that is Maurice White's first band. Maurice White, having passed away recently, founder of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and he had been a studio musician, and he put that band together as a trio, and that is called La 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 Part 1. There is a part two, but I listened to it. It was the B-side of the 45 that came out, and the A-side is the, is the really groovy-ass stuff. It just kind of drones on, I think. Sorry, Maurice. Pal, because he produced so much great music. You know what? It can't all be great. So much of it was, screw it. Hey, guess what? I got bonus package groove for you. My man, Gramps Master Flash, Los Georges, has granted me the extra groove, and I got it for you. Great show today. I am very grateful. As always, I live the dream. Okay, I get to come on here, and I want to play what I want to play. I got to say what I want to say. I've got great stuff lined up for next week. I've got a file, a folder, folder, folder. I've got a folder, not a file, a folder, full of great stuff for next week. Rock Candy Funk Party. I've got some Our Lady Peace. I'm listening to a whole bunch of new rock and roll recently, so I've got some fantastic stuff. Not for next week, two weeks. Every other week, that's right, I am bi-weekly. Twice a month. The groove it done, you know, what I want to do is make sure that every show has got chock full of groove. Keep you going for two weeks. But we are out of time right now. We're going over. We're going We're over. Over time. Bonus over groove, groove is good groove. Always good to have bonus groove. And I'm super duper grateful. I am very grateful for everybody that is tuning in live. Everybody that's downloading the show. Okay. You got anything you want to say? Tony C at SoFlowRadio.com. Don't hesitate. Send me an email. As always, though, for myself and Los Georges, it is Aloha. Peace. Good night, Mom.
SoFloRadio.com.